Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, a show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. Fighting positions. I just don't know why you'd ever want to bring back Cobra Kai. We're not trained to be merciful here. Mercy is for the weak. You may know the moves, but none of that matters unless you have balance. Are you ready to learn the way of the fist? Yes, Sensei! Johnny, you and I, this, we aren't done. Thank you so much for joining me on Mission Driven with AC Cristales for today's episode. I'm doing something a little bit different, but I'm excited about it. For those of you who follow me on social media, you guys know that I'm currently working on my doctoral dissertation. So that's really taking a lot of my time um, to write. So I haven't written anything for the Mission Driven podcast. However, however, uh, if you follow me on social media as well, you also know that I'm a big Cobra Kai fan. I'm a big movie guy. And so for today's episode, I have my good, good friend. I mean, I've known this guy for 20 years now. And, you know, I'm just excited to have him on the show. We're going to talk a little bit about Cobra Kai, break it down a little bit. So let me go ahead and welcome to the show for the first time, but definitely not the last time, Jose Baron Monty. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me on. I know, bro. Don't be nervous, man. It's going to be all good, man. I know, man. It's my first podcast, and I'm glad it's yours. (laughs) Hey, I appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. So, yeah, man, let's go ahead and just jump into it, man. You know, uh, one of the things that you and I have been texting back and forth ever since, you know, Cobra Kai made it to Netflix, man, is that, you know, we've been on this show since it came out in 2018. So my first question to you is, when you first heard that there was going to be a Cobra Kai show back in 2018, and I believe that the trailer came out like at the end of 2017, I think like around Christmas time. And so when you saw that trailer, what was your initial thoughts about that? Well, my initial thoughts were just like, oh, they're remaking the show. How is that even possible? You know, I I guess I kind of was a little skeptical. You know, I was thinking, how are they going to do it? What, what, direction what storyline you know i didn't even think like oh you know they may bring in certain characters or anything like that but i i I would say i was skeptical you're skeptical like yeah i was like kind of keeping my emotions in check thinking don't get my hopes too high because i'm gonna get disappointed okay you know but i was still gonna watch it because i love the movies i love the originals you know (laughs) being you quote them all the time yeah for sure for sure (laughs) But that trailer was pretty pretty dope, if I remember it, man. You know, it was, it was a pretty cool trailer. Um, and so I was just excited about it because anytime you see anything with Karate Kid, I remember even just seeing, like, Ralph Macho on something, you know, because, I mean, really after yeah. Karate Kid, yeah, you know, he did My Cousin Vinny and he did a couple other movies, but he's always going to be known as Daniel LaRusso, right? And so when you see the trailer and you're like, oh, Karate Kid, you know, you're thinking, okay, this this is going to be cool. I'm going to watch it because again, it goes back to our childhood. But the trailer, right. the trailer looked promising. But I guess I can say I was like you as well, kind of thinking, uh, man, how's this going to be? You know, is it is it going to be good? And uh, 
but hey, you know, if we, you know, once once it came out and we were able to binge watch it, man, we knew it was a great show. And so, but you mentioned something about one of the reasons why you know you were going to watch it is because of the original Karate Kid and and you know how much we quoted. So, do you remember when when you first watched it, the the Karate Kid? The exact, I mean, it was definitely in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, I know that. And it probably when it wasn't at the movies, I can tell you that. Okay, okay, <laughs> you know? yeah, for sure. Didn't go back to the movies back then. Um, it had to have been when it dropped on cable, maybe late eighties or or early to yeah. mid eighties. Yeah. You know, and when I first watched it, I mean, everybody would talk about it in a way. Yeah. So I guess I was going in with high expectations, and all I remember is after I watched it, I was like. Wow, you know, I was what probably seven years old. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, I just remember in first grade in elementary, we were all doing the, the crane kick. Team. You the crane <laughs> kick and the referee, <laughs> the referee doing. I, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Just remember that we were all playing like, at Freeman Elementary. I, I know you're familiar with. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I just remember that. But uh, but definitely, I just you know I I as an adult now i can see that i can totally relate to the film because you know at all all of us at one point i would say you know have those types of encounters with yeah. like bullies and stuff like that or at least i did yeah you know, for yeah. sure for sure yeah you know anytime you know somebody sees you as as being different you know you're gonna have people who are gonna you know talk mess and talk trash you know how we say it, man and, and i always want to want to start something man so yeah, it, it's funny you say that the kids were doing that in elementary school. You know what I remember? Here's one thing that I remember. So when I was at Sam Houston as a middle school student, I remember we were in like PE class or something, man. And we were walking around the track, right? So Sam Houston has like this track area. And these two kids started fighting. And all of a sudden, one of the kids broke out the crane technique. And we were like, what is this guy, what is this guy doing, man? Oh, man? We were like, oh, man, we we know what this guy was watching last night, you know, and it was the Karate Kid. <laughs> right. But it was just that phenomenon, right? And so think about that, man. That's that's early 90s when that happened. And here we are, 2020. Yeah. And it's, you know, well, I can say, man, it's one of the, the top sports movies of all time, you know, for obviously for me, it's Rocky. And I'm sure you feel the same way. You know, Rocky's a yeah. top sports movie. But, man, then you think about Karate Kid, you know, the karate aspect of it. Right. Maybe it's not a right. mainstream sport like like football or basketball or baseball, but it was one of those, I guess, underdog movies. Right. Sports underdog. movies. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I would say the same thing. I mean, and when you just take one look at Daniel and you're like compare him to Johnny and you're just, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How is this kid even thinking about it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a good movie though, man, because again, man, maybe one day I have to break that one down because it's like you say, we quote from it all the time. Um, and even, and, you know what, um, it comes on every, you know, every now and then it'll come on and we've seen it multiple times yeah and i still stop and watch it because you just can't help exactly <laughs> just reminisce and you just fall in you get in in what is it um <laughs> you get uh, incorporated in with the characters and you're just like ah <laughs> yeah for sure and you know there's there's those times when um i don't know if you feel the same way where you're just thinking about the movie and yeah hello i'm just gonna pop it in you know the deep pop the dvd in or i'm gonna I'm going to stream it. You know, I know it was on Netflix for a while and, you know, and yeah, you just want to watch the movie because it's a feel good movie. It really is, you know? And so if anything, I'm sure that's, that's probably why 
we were excited about Cobra Kai because it's like, yo, we know the formula for Karate Kid, even though, you know, they try to make that remake with with Will Smith's kid and Jackie Chan. And, and I didn't watch that movie, you know, to me, just it, it wasn't going to be the same, you know, without Miyagi or whatever. And even that, you know, I, I read when people were talking about that, it was more Kung Fu and it wasn't really karate. So, um but the original Karate Kids, you know, even three, right? And three kind of gets a bad rap, but we like it because it's it's funny for us, right? Even three, yeah, you know, it's all, it's all about, you know, at the end, it's you know, you're feeling good for for the underdog, right? You're feeling good for the for the kid who who got bullied all the time and was beat up, and all of a sudden he finds a way to to overcome the odds, and and I know you can relate to that, and I can relate to that, so. Again, that's that's probably the formula that we're like, okay, this is what Cobra Kai is going to be about. So, um, and it was just interesting to see what direction, like, what direction the writers and producers were going to go. You know, thirty because it's thirty four years after the the original. Yeah, and you're like okay, <laughs> you know, for sure, so for sure. I, I was curious. I was curious of the storylines, just see what the characters were up to and all that. Yeah, and he, and even that, and so so let's just go into the title, right? So you think Cobra Kai, right? So you know they're talking about the guys who were the bullies. So obviously, if anything, you know it's not Karate Kid, you know YouTube series. It's Cobra Kai, so you know they're focusing on the bad guys, right? The bad boys, because they were the bad boys in, in part one and part three, you know, because they didn't come out in part two. And so, you know me, man, like I always love Dutch, you know what I'm saying? And that's one of those things. So, you, you know, it's funny when you watch it as a kid, you relate to Daniel, but then the older you get, you're like, okay, I, I'm more like Dutch, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm more right, like Johnny yeah. or something, you know? So, <laughs> because exactly, then it just yeah. turns into like, all right. You know, Daniel's kind of like, you know, he's kind of anti, you know, he's kind of the one who's being the antagonist. And so there's even those theories, right, about who's really the bully. Was it Johnny or was it Daniel? You know, so. You know what? Now that you mentioned that that point, you know, I I watched um, a, a YouTube video on that. Who is the bully? Yeah. And as an adult, it got me thinking, you know, I guess I got to see more of because like you said, you know, initially as kids. You know, we can relate to Daniel. Yeah. You know, and then, but when you see it from Johnny's point of view, you're like, as an adult, you're like, oh, okay, I can see that side. I can see where that could be acceptable. Yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, not only that, yeah. and especially with with the with the story writing that, and we're gonna get into Cobra Kai. You know, the first couple episodes in this podcast you start seeing the, the backstory of it, right? Of why Johnny is who, who he is, right? And that's obviously something yes. that we didn't get when we watched, you know, The Karate Kid. But um, yeah, man, it was it was great. You know, just, again, I was excited. And, and here we are, right? 2020, excited, ready for, for season three, right? So um, yes. why, do you, why do you think it works, though? So think about it, because you did say 34 years later, right? So in fact, you know, I was listening to something and it said, okay, the All Valley Tournament, right? Johnny versus Daniel LaRusso. That was December 1984, man. And I was what? I was like three years old, you know, at the time. So I know I didn't watch it at that time. Uh, but right. here we are in 2020, right? Anxiously awaiting season three. Why do you think it works? Why do you think this show, you know, is, is is you know, works? And I mean, you even have Oprah talking about it, right? I think I saw a Twitter video where Oprah was praising the show or, or a Whoopi Goldberg, just a lot of people praising the show and the writing and the characters and, 
and saying that this is what we need for 2020, right? Because we all know 2020 has been a crazy year. Right. <laughs> and and here we, you know, and then Cobra Kai comes out and people think it's like, it's this brand new thing. And, and I'm like, nah, you know, we've been on it since 2018. But again, the question, why do you think you as, as a person who loves movies, as a person who loves TV shows, right? Why do you think this show works? Well, what I think is, you know, it, it really just has to do with the writers, the three writers, Josh, John, and Harold, and Hayden. Yeah. I, I think those are, I think that's their name. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just how they are able to basically incorporate the originals mm-hmm. into a modern version and like pay homage to the originals in a modern way, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And it's just really that's what it comes down to me because there's so many connections throughout Cobra Kai to the yeah. originals. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, how did they think of that? So, you know, that's that it to me it just comes down to the writer. The writers are obviously fans just like me and you. Yeah. <laughs> you for know sure. what I mean? Yeah. So um they know they probably dug Ten times deeper than yeah. we could ever dig it down. Exactly, and so they just know how to truly generate a good story, and how to, you know, keep connecting it to the originals. And that's, you know, and not only that, they're innovating as they go, which yeah. makes you follow the storylines. And just, it's like almost every episode at the end is like it's a cliffhanger, and you're like, I gotta see the next one. Exactly, <laughs> you <know> I mean? exactly. <laughs> so you got to see what happens, and you know the chemistry of course with the actors even after 34 years is still amazing yeah you know yeah. ralph and william billy yeah, <laughs> billy zapka yeah billy, billy zapka and then even the new characters you know yeah um you know they they just all have great chemistry so i i, I attribute it to that to the writing or you know the writers of the show yeah the creators yeah for sure and, and just the chemistry with the actors yeah definitely you know yeah. that's what that's what makes that's what keeps me intrigued and just mm. like wow blows my mind every time i see an episode yeah <laughs> for sure so definitely definitely the writers you know i'll agree with you on that and de- i'll agree with you on on both points you know i think the actors do, do a great job you know there there is there is one though for me you know and and, and as i was re-watching this so we could talk about it over the podcast you know I think the the son, right? You know, LaRusso's son, he really, it's kind of annoying, but maybe, you know, he was written that way. But if you notice, and I don't want to jump ahead to season two, but in season two, he was kind of written off, you know? He was at the first episode, and then he went to some camp, and then we saw him at the end. So I think uh, the writers, you know, understand that because, number one, like you said, they love the show. And I think, number two, um, they're, they listen to what the fans say. Not, not so much that it, it dictates what they what they do but they understand that they're fans as well right so um right yeah but yeah man to me i'll say this next thing and i'm sure you, you probably feel the same way as well i just love the the, the connection so whenever i hear like cruel summer or or uh you know or, or when i saw golf and stuff man i was like yo it's yeah. golf and stuff you know i just i just get hyped man i just that's what gets me excited about it so the nostalgia you know of the show is just like okay this is this is great, man. And and again, it goes back to what you said that the creators of the show they love the show and they understand that they're gonna stick to the roots, you know, and just bring a, a new generation and tie it in. And I think they do a wonderful job. So let's go ahead and jump into episode one from season one. So it's in, it's entitled Ace Degenerate, right? 
And so one of the things that, you know, let's I want to go ahead and talk, talk about as we break down, not really break down episode one, just talk about some of the things that that stood out to us in terms of scenes, quotes, you know, maybe uh, maybe, you know, funny moments from the show. Um, so what what are some of your favorite scenes from from episode one, Ace Degenerate? Well, one of the, the scenes that, you know, stands out when I you know watch it is is the mini mart scene. You know, when Johnny's eating his slice of pizza pizza at the mini mart. Okay. You know, Kyler and his buddies show up. Yeah. Miguel's already there. And, you know, start uh, Kyler and his buddies start, you know, bullying Miguel and yeah. beating him up. And, you know, Johnny's there. Yeah. And it's kind of like an instant role reversal. Okay. Because in the originals, we see Johnny as the bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, bullying Daniel. We see it that way or it's written mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. And then here we are and he's witnessing Miguel get bullied. Yeah. And he steps in to help. Yeah. You know, he's, he just like, he cares. He steps in and just, you know, kind of like a Miyagi. Just yeah, for sure. Steps in to bail, it, to bail him out. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, you know, that that's one of the initial scenes that caught me right there. I'm like, where I saw Billy Zatka just like, oh, okay, kind of, almost kind of like an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, know, and he no way. he took out he he brought out his karate too, you know, which is what the exactly. show's about. Yeah. So he brought out the karate, and and Miguel was like, you know, okay, well, what was that, right? So yeah, for sure, that that's a great scene, and and uh, but if you notice, man, you know, Johnny really didn't want to be involved until what happened until they pushed Miguel against the car. And that's when he's like, okay, you know, so Johnny's still kind of battling with that, right? You know, can, can I be a hero or am I I still going to be this jerk? Right. And, And I think sometimes that's, that's as adults, man, we, we deal with that. Right. So there's a part of us that wants to help. And there's a part of us like, you know what, whatever, that's their, their, that's their problem. Right. But as soon as right, it became yeah. personal, he's like, all right, now I'm going to help because, hey, get off now my car, right? In. And then they exactly. make fun of him. Then they made fun of Johnny. And so he has to exactly. he has to do something then. All right. What other and scene? I don't know if you caught this uh, small connection yeah. that I noticed in that scene is uh, <laughs> Kyler tells him, are you having trouble breathing? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then Johnny, you know, puts him in a locker in a chokehold, I yeah. think. And says, "Are you having trouble breathing?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which you yeah. just instantly, right there, pointed me to Karate Kid Three when uh, Mike Barnes was beating up Daniel. He's yeah. like, "What's the matter, sweetheart? Are you having trouble breathing?" Oh, what? See, see, I didn't even get that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like these Easter eggs, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, I didn't even get that one. All right. Good deal. Good deal. All right. So what one of my scenes that I'll say is a favorite from this episode is, is just the opening scene, man. I love that it it took us back to uh to the to the original, right? The the fight scene right. to it's- Daniel LaRusso's gonna fight, to uh sweep the leg, all these great quotes that we love, right? To body get him bag. a body bag. Yeah, you know, <laughs> do you have a problem with that? No sensei. You know, no mercy. So I, I love no that mercy. I love that it went it started like that. And then, you know, obviously Daniel does a crane kick and then, you know, Johnny's laid out and then it takes us to present day Johnny and it just shows us how Johnny's life is, man. So that's one of my favorite scenes because, again, it just it just set the tone, you know, it set the tone using the original.
I was just going to add, you know, it just goes to show that after 34 years, that one event still, you know, the impact that that one event has had, like, over his time, yeah. you know, it's just, like, kind of what stuck with me in the opening scene is, like, I got after 34 years, you know, you're still holding on to that. Oh, yeah. To that one, <laughs> to that one you know, with the crane kick and everything. But Yeah, and that's one know. of the things I, I'm going to ask you about that here a little bit later, about that, about why, you know, because in the original, Johnny's this this rich kid, man, and, and all of a sudden we see him. And he's living in like it's pretty much a dump, right? Like one one bedroom apartment. Dude's eating bologna, frying bologna, right? And he's throwing that ketchup on there, drinking hot Coors Banquet beer. You know, not even like craft beer, dude. He's like Coors Banquet. You can buy that for like a six pack for like five ninety nine. You know, so so how did you know how did it fall? How did he fall so 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 much? I guess is the question, but. Yeah, that's definitely a, a one of the things that I was that I had written down on my notes that I wanted to ask you. So, what other scenes yeah. stood out to you? Uh, this is one that you actually pointed out to me in our text. Okay, and <laughs> I, I, I mean, it just stuck with me, and it's the scene um, where he's watching Iron Eagle. Oh, I love it! I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he, keep in mind at this point he's—I uh, don't want to spoil too much, but he's yeah. down on his luck. Yeah, you know, a lot of things have gone wrong for him. For sure. <laughs> and he's watching Iron Eagle, and he hears Louis Gossett Jr.'s character, you know, give him that quote about, you know, God doesn't give people things He doesn't want them to use. Yeah. And so he's like, it's the—I guess it's a moment where he's down on his luck. He's, he's hearing this inspiration, this motivation, and it's like, okay, the light bulb's going off. You know, he's he's starting to get that will power that determination and then what happens the LaRusso LaRusso (laughs) (laughs) for sure and you see you see Daniel as as the there you see Daniel as the antagonist there you see Daniel as the villain right and that's kind of how you're how you're starting to see so it's crazy how it's the roles have flipped right because now you want to cheer for Johnny you know you want to cheer for this guy because you know, yeah, he's down and out, but he wants, you can tell he wants to do something with his life, right? Especially in that scene because right. he's getting tear eyed, right? And and, right, and that's yeah. one of the things that, that we're going to go, we're going to come back to as well. But here's the thing why I relate to that scene so much. And I'm sure you feel the same way. And I know you do because, again, we've known each other for so long. But man, there are certain parts of a movie that you can watch and it's just like, man, it touches you. Even though you know it's a movie. It just touches you, right? When Rocky right. wins, you know, when Rocky climbs a mountain in part four, when Rocky knocks out Drago. I mean, there's certain things that, or you know, a speech that Rocky gives or anything, right? I mean, yeah, that, like in Rocky Balboa with yeah, his son. With his son, right? So there's there's yeah. certain things in movies that just touch you. So, you know, it's funny, but yet it's so realistic too. So I, I can see him, you know, watching that, that scene, right? Chappie and stuff and, and getting yeah. tear-eyed because man, there's times when you know I'll I'll, watch, I'll rewatch a, a a YouTube clip, maybe a Van Damme movie like Bloodsport or something, man, and it's just like, all right, it gets me hyped up, man. So that that's one of the reasons why that scene got me. So yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. So the next one is kind of following right after that scene. Uh-huh. This is where Johnny drives to to the arena. And the song that's playing in the background, uh, yeah. Head Games by, by Foreigner. Foreigner, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, by Foreigner. <laughs> and, you know, he's just 
you know, got all these thoughts in his mind, all the good memories. He's like smiling, kicking back, and then he sees Allie, dude. You know, yeah, he remembers Allie. Allie. <laughs> and then it always comes back to Daniel. Exactly, Daniel. It's like Daniel is in his mind, yeah. and he just cannot let it go. Yeah, yeah. You know? But. Um, you know, what I was going to with that scene is he's at the arena, you know, he's he's reminiscing, you know, the encounter he had with Kreese. Yeah. You know, after the tournament about second place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um and then of course his car gets wrecked in. Yeah. And <clears throat> pretty much when that occurred and they towed his car to LaRusso's body shop. Yeah. It's like their paths just the universe just crossed their paths. Yeah, back. exactly. It was inevitable. Yeah. You know, after 34 years, yeah. their paths are going to yeah. cross again. Yeah. And so I just thought that that was, you know, interesting how that happened, you know, how after 34 years, they still cross paths. For sure, man. You know, it's like they can't get away from each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we And we know it's a, it's a TV show, man, and it's fictional, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's interesting how, how that happens. But I, I will say this, so Johnny, right, being played by, William Zapka. I mean, he kills it in that scene, in that flashback scene, right? I like, I like right. how he just hits his head when he, when he's remembering, uh, he's remembering the crane kick. So he hits himself in the head, like he's getting hit by it at that moment. So I just oh, love, yeah. I love the little things, like even the little facial features that he does, man. And so that's one of the things that um, I think, you know, throughout the episode, man, Johnny just has these little, these little one-liners, man. I like when he told Miguel, uh, you know, the first time he meets Miguel, right? Miguel's, you know, walking outside the apartment. And Miguel's asking him a question, and I'm going to give you this foreshadowing. I don't know if you got this, but I got it. But anyways, Miguel's talking to him and asking him about, you know, hey, hey, mister, about this apartment. And uh, and Johnny's like, hey, menudo. And so I, I like what menudo. he's like, yeah. yes, saying. <laughs> I don't have time, menudo, or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I lived in this place for 10 years. Pipes don't work. The fountain's full of <laughs> Okay, so, so here's the foreshadowing, all right? So Miyagi, Miyagi was the handyman at the apartment. Miyagi worked on the faucet. Look, yep. and Miguel wanted to ask him about the water pressure, see if he could help. You see that? So I was yep. just like, even little things like that. <laughs> little things. I had no idea. You just mentioned that. One. Yeah. And I didn't think about that. He was a handyman. Miyagi was a handyman. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God, yes. See, it's stuff like that, man. It's just the brilliance and the thought process yeah. of those little things to incorporate is just you know what makes the show another thing another reason why it makes the show so. for sure so any other favorite scene from from episode one ac generate <laughs> well the other one i had and this is semi um i guess i look at it from a kind of a lesson learned yeah. type of scenario is when you know, Johnny goes to the dealership to try to get his okay. car. I, that's that's on that's on my list too. Okay, when he goes to the dealership, yeah, yeah, and then he Daniel sees him and yeah. encounters him, and it, it just starts off casual, like, "Hey, how you been?" Yeah, yeah. You know, you still got those golden locks. <laughs> exactly. And, he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of uh, patronizing him though, man. He's kind of like being a it being is. a punk. Yeah, it is. And, and and here's the thing: it quickly turns competitive and it just the rivalry just sparks right away yeah yeah for sure you know oh and daniel tries to say you know he brings in you know anoush and uh, cousin, cousin louis, louis. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like oh this is the karate guy this is the guy whose butt you kicked yeah you know? yeah for sure <laughs> and i'm like see you, this is where daniel's the antagonist yeah you know trying to antagonize in a subtle way i guess you could say 
and it quickly Johnny quickly is like it was an illegal move or an illegal, <laughs> illegal kick. kick I like what he first <laughs> yeah. says though what he first says man he's like you moved in on my girl you remember my girl. <laughs> yeah you moved in on my girl so even that bro even that money look like, at the 34 years man there's always that one girl that that always comes back to mind. Man, man. Oh, yeah, fan favorite. There's always <laughs> that one girl, man, from high school that, like, man, you know, you can't yeah. forget. So that that's how Johnny was. So yeah, that that's definitely um, one of the scenes that I liked as well because of, of what you just said, man. The, you know, the, they start out friendly, and then they, you know, Daniel just, yeah, man, he's he, he's a little punk, man. So you know, I don't know about you, but you know, I I, I finished he's you know episode one thing, and I'm like, all right, Johnny's my guy you know forget daniel so what other scene you got because i i got one more scene um it, it's it's the chicago bulls music comes on the theme music you know when they're going to do the announcing and uh and that's when he goes to when he, when he's fed up right he throws away the bonsai he don't want that bonsai tree and he goes oh, to the apartment yeah, and, yeah and he tells miguel that he's going to be his sensei and they're playing sensei, the chicago yes. bulls music and i don't know about you man but i you know i'm a big chicago guy so anytime i i heard right. that dun, dun 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 you know i was like all right that got me hyped up so that was a great way to end the episode and again that was, again that's yeah. one of my my favorite scenes because of the music and because of, of what he tells miguel like yeah he's like i'm gonna, I'm gonna be your sensei i'm gonna teach you uh the way of the, what did the way of the fist or something what's he say <laughs> yeah well i like the quote okay yeah say the quote i, I, I know you got it <laughs> The quote is, I'm not just gonna, I'm not going to just teach you how to conquer your fear, but to awaken the snake within you. Oh, yeah. That's dope. Once you do that, you will be the one they fear. Yeah. So I just cool. like that quote, you yeah. know, because, you know, we all got a fire inside us, man. It yeah. needs to be awakened sometimes. For sure. So, yeah, I, I, I like that scene. Yeah. Too. Say that quote again, man. That's that's cool. That's cool. Say that quote again. I like that. <laughs> it said, I'm not just going to teach you to conquer your fear but to awaken the snake within you exactly once you do that you'll be the one that's feared exactly <laughs> or there you'll you be go. the one they fear they fear hey, and i like what what johnny said too something that this this wussy generation doesn't have either you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> i love it man you know that's you know one of the things man that, that i love about this show is that especially now man you know in 2020 and we live in, in such a time where you know, everybody's trying to be politically correct, man. And if you say something wrong, you know, people will judge you. But man, Johnny just kind of just just says it, man. He's like he's still stuck in the 80s. Right. You know, that's one of the things that, yep. that, that I got. You know, he's driving that Firebird. You know, he's listening <laughs> to 80s music. And uh, yeah. and yet, you know, he kind of just says what's on his mind. So I, I like that about the show. Right. That, you know, they don't hold back any, any punches, even, you know, uh, was it this episode? No, it wasn't this episode. We're gonna jump into to number two. But even just the little the little snide remarks that Johnny makes, right? With the menudo, right? Just just generalizing, right? Yeah. Obviously, you know. So that's that's one of the things that I like about the show. And and yeah, just he calls it how it is. You know, he says this generation is entitled, right? These you know, 14, 15 year old kids are entitled and and Johnny calls it like it is. Are you sure you're ready? Because once you go down this path, there's no turning back. You're gonna be my karate teacher? No. I'm going to be your sensei. I'm going to teach you the style of karate that was taught to me. A method of fighting your pansy-ass generation desperately needs. Good luck. It's all yours. All right. I'm not just going to teach you how to conquer your fears. I'm going to teach you how to awaken the snake within you. 
once you do that, you'll be the one who's feared. That's good, man. So any anything else? Any other connections from from episode one to the Karate Kid movie before we jump into episode two? Well, just really the title, Ace Degenerate. You okay. Know, it's it's something it's something that Tommy says to him uh, to in the original when uh, when Cobra Kai arrives on their bikes at the beach. Yeah. And right before they go down to where Allie and Daniel are. Yeah. And Tommy's like, uh, what are you kidding, Johnny? You're still an ace degenerate. And then Johnny says, no, no, ex degenerate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 8, 8, 8 a.m. tomorrow, I'm a senior, and I got one year to make it work. <laughs> yeah. And then they antagonize him by saying, hey, you're not the only one. <laughs> so it's like, he. it seems, uh, from what I understood, or it's like he was trying to clean up yeah. and not be a degenerate anymore. But... It just, you know, you go back to your old habits. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he went back to his old habits and, you know, <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> you know, his encounter with Daniel. And uh, But that was kind of, okay, so let's talk about this. So one of the things, you know, that, that I had told you about, you know, because again, you know, this is Mission Driven, right, podcast, and we talk about, you know, just things that, that can motivate us and help us on our journey. But we're going to say that for the end, but... Um, what were you watching this episode and did any questions come up to mind? Like my question is, okay, how, again, and we, t- we touched on this a little bit, but how, what do you think happened to Johnny? Right. And again, we, we know this is make believe, but what do you think happened to Johnny that, cause again, he was rich in part one and all of a sudden he's, he's living and you know, he's, like I said, he's living in a one bedroom apartment, like a dump, dumpy apartment, right? Not even like a, a, a huge right. apartment. So what do you think happened, man? You know, I just think maybe that encounter, the one number one, probably the lack of his, or the lack of relationship with his father figure. Okay. Um, that probably had an impact. And, you know, just the fact that that, you know, encounter with Crease and, you know, losing to Daniel just, and just made his life spiral out of, into that wrong direction. I mean, that's what i can think of. okay okay so I'll, I'll, I'll give you that i'll give you that i like how you're, you're you're looking at it like that but uh let's look at it hey you know i'm sure there are people who are listening to this and i'm sure you know people who man they used to be big time in high school right they used to be so popular in high school right and they played sports they played football or whatever man they were popular in high school and then you see them 10 15 years later and they're not the same person because they're still trying to live in that past right so I think that's how Johnny was, man. You know, he was this big karate kid champ, you know, back in high school. And then he gets his butt kicked or loses to to some scrawny cat. And that just kind of like he loses his identity because so many people base their identity on their accomplishments. Right. And so maybe that's what messed him up, man. He couldn't ever get over that. And right. then he couldn't overcome failure. He couldn't overcome. You know, there we go, bro. He couldn't overcome failure. You know, I mean, failure happens to all of us. We shouldn't be afraid to fail. Yeah, that's something I, you know, I learned during my, my at one of my town halls, yeah. which kind of stuck with me. You know, because you know, I sometimes worry, you know, oh God, I don't want to fail. But sometimes failure is the greatest professor, which I think is something that you posted about before. Yeah. And, you know, those kinds of quotes stick with me, man. For sure, for sure. So yeah, that's what I like. You said, yeah, they were gods in high school, kings, queens, and you know no game plan or no ability to overcome failure and there you go <laughs> exactly exactly and and here's another one maybe he just maybe he just party too hard man you know what i'm saying maybe he just yeah. wasted it wasted his, his mom and, and stepdad's inheritance and we're gonna because obviously you know we didn't touch on this but uh his, his stepdad shows up in, in in episode one and 
And uh, yeah. I like Sid. Sid. Sid was pretty cool in this episode. Yeah, Sid. He you know called him expired meat. So maybe expired maybe meat. <laughs> expired meat, right? Maybe he just wasted that 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 money that he was given. And, and again, for for whatever reason, right? Couldn't handle failure. Um, didn't have a game plan. I like that you said that. And and I think that's what happens to a lot of people, man. You know, they they have all these ambitions and dreams in high school, and then one failure, one failure sets them back for life. And so you live the yeah. next 15, 20 years thinking what could have been. Instead of just saying, okay, this didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but now what? You see what I'm saying? Let's find another way. Exactly. Let's find another way or, or, or let's let's do something else. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's go to uh, episode two, which was called Strike First. Strike First. Strike first. So what favorite scenes do you have from episode two, Strike First? Well, one of my favorites, I, this is um, kind of like a bonding moment between Johnny and Miguel. Okay. Uh, where they're at the Cobra Kai dojo, mm-hmm. and uh, Miguel tells Johnny that his mom doesn't approve of violence, mm-hmm. and Johnny says, "Well, what about your dad? Does he approve you of you getting your butt kicked?" Yeah, yeah. And then Miguel kind of self-discloses, you know, he never knew his dad, and just the and then you know it goes to Johnny, and Johnny kind of like right away, just like I can totally relate, you know, just the the look on his face, like okay. I can I can see it, you know. So it's kind of like what we kind of briefly touched on. It's just the impact of a father. Yeah, for sure, know? definitely. <laughs> or the lack of, you know. Yeah. So that that scene kind of stuck with me, right? There, okay, that's know? cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. You know, I, I had written that down too. Um, you know, just their training, their training scenes, and I think that's when we talked about why this show works is because of the chemistry between the actors and so Miguel and and Johnny. You know, played by um by William Zapka and Cholo Mariduena. You know, they do a great job. Yeah, man. You know what I liked about, um, I wouldn't say it's a favorite scene, but but I like, because if you're thinking about the first, you know, couple episodes of season one, they're really, they're really slowly establishing the characters. And so Johnny was established at the beginning of episode one, right? And they're playing, um, looking for a good time, but yet he's working all these odd jobs, right? So that was kind of that was kind of funny, right? Just like it doesn't go right if you're looking for a good time, and yet he's doing like yeah. he's cleaning, you know, septic tanks and, and doing odd jobs or whatever, man. And then episode two opens with uh, Dean Martin's song, right? That uh, ain't it a kick in the head? Ain't that a kick in the head? And you yeah. see Daniel's life, and Daniel has the the beautiful house, the beautiful wife, the two kids. It's kind of like the American dream per se, right? Right. He's a businessman, yeah. has his own business, driving driving an Audi, you know, probably brand new Audi. And again, you parallel parallel that to uh, to Johnny. Johnny's driving that eighty five Firebird, you know, and so with the cloth seats. And so I, I just <laughs> like the way the the writers established that. But I know you're gonna like this. I like that because you mentioned this when Johnny saw Larusso Auto, he got pissed. But this time, when Daniel sees Cobra Kai, Kai. he gets pissed. You know, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, all the all the flashbacks (laughs) go to him. So you see how the writers are doing that. So that was pretty cool. So that's why I had to throw that in there. What about you? What other scene? The other one, um, and I don't mean to get too parental on you, man. No, it's all good, bro. No, you're good, man. But it's the one, uh, the uh, not that encounter, but I guess the scene where Daniel goes into Sam's room to kind of apologize for overreacting for the pool party yeah yeah and 
like Sam cuts him off in the middle and it's like, no, 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 dad, I, I'm going to hold myself accountable for not telling you. Yeah. So just, you know, her, I guess the trust that the characters have between the father and daughter, just, I don't know. I have a daughter, you have a daughter. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, that's, that's, that's the type of trust I, I, you know, an understanding I would like to have yeah. the relationship I would like to have. So that one kind of stood out. I, I like Mary Mauser. She's, she's one of the, you know, one of the good characters. <laughs> yeah, you know what I like too. You know, so I have to say this. So I, I had Isabella watch it with, with watch uh, episode two and three with me today, <laughs> and so uh, I don't know if she liked it, man. I think I, I still think some of the stuff goes over her head, which is cool, man. But uh, <laughs> that one, so the, in that scene, right, that you just mentioned, definitely, man, it, it's cool. You know, the the type of bond that they have, and then even uh, when he was like. So are you seeing any, so are you, do you like anybody? Is there a special boy? And she said, yeah, there's Kyler and we've been texting and he's like, what kind of texting, you know? Texting. <laughs> yeah. <Just work. laughs> and then the, then she's like, Oh dad, you don't have to worry about it. I'm like, okay, cool. I hope my daughter's like that. So <laughs> like right, dad, you don't yeah. have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, as, as much as we want to be protective and all, we still got to trust them. Man. Yeah, for sure. The the day, we can't, we can't be everywhere. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'm saying. So, yeah, just if we can have that kind of trust between each other, that's a win every day. You know what I mean? For sure. So I have to say, man, my favorite scene um, is is the first training training session, excuse me, with Miguel. Right. So when he tells him, okay, you will address me as sensei. Right. And then so Miguel (laughs) just keeps saying sensei. And then he gives him the first lesson, you know, strike first, which is where the title of the episode comes from. And never wait for the enemy to attack. An enemy deserves no mercy. He's pretty much saying word for word what Kree said in Karate Kid One. You know, so that was pretty pretty interesting. And then I like when Miguel. I have that in my log. I like when Miguel's like doing the inhaler and he's like just chunks the inhaler and says, "We don't allow weakness here. No peanut allergy. No other. You know." So Johnny's just crazy, man. You know that that's pretty funny for me. So I like that. And then. You know, he just continues, right? He's like, all right, Cobra Kai, excuse me, Cobra Kai is a way of life. It's like, you know, it's about striking first, like when you're at a party and he, and party. still Miguel doesn't get it, man. So I, I like that. That was, that was a pretty like, cool scene, man. Yeah, that was definitely on my quotes as Cobra Kai isn't just about karate. It's about a way of life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're at a party, you see a hot babe. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wait for some other guy to talk to him. I'm sorry. <laughs> that one stands out too, man. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that was on one of my quotes, quotes that you know I had written down. <laughs> and, that, and, 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 and that is a lesson, right? When you think about it, right? So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, now, I don't have a son, but you have a son. But even for my daughter, man, you don't you you don't hesitate if you want something, go out there and get it. So I can understand the strike first, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah you know, yeah. John, even you know, yeah, it's funny the way Johnny says it, right? Like, imagine you see a hot babe, you're not gonna wait for another guy to talk to her. You got to go out there and talk right. to her first. So. You got to go out. But yeah. even in life, man, you know, I think sometimes we we lose opportunities because we 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 don't take them. That's we we think we think too much, man, right? And right. so I like yes. this quote, man, that says, if if I don't, someone else will. Right. So if you don't, somebody else is going to do it. Somebody else is going to yeah, do it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So what other scenes stood out to you, man? Uh, the one where Miguel, where Johnny's uh, showing Miguel how to punch the dummy. And he kind of starts getting in his head, start motivating him, saying, pretend this is your enemy. Yeah. But 
it, he's standing behind the dummy, so to punch through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. And, and he tells him, "Are you? What are you gonna do? Are you a loser?" And it's kind of like you know, kind of teaching him to stand up for himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so I just thought that that was you know brings out the fight in Miguel. I guess you could say. Yeah. Because you know, at the beginning, the first episode, you really didn't see that side of Miguel or his character. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was good. Um, I also like when, um, you know, the last scene to me is probably probably my favorite when Daniel comes in. So, and there are a couple of funny moments, man. You know, obviously we, we could cover the, the whole episode and there are a couple of funny moments with, because um, I think Johnny just, just kills it in this episode, man. He does so great. He says a lot of a lot of funny stuff and I'm sure you probably have some other quotes that, that we'll get to. But to me, in terms of the scene, I like the last scene, right, where, you know, Miguel's right. cleaning stuff, and he's like, hey, how do you want me to clean it? And he's like, I don't care, you know. How do you want me to clean these windows? I don't really care, right? And then uh, and then Daniel comes in, and, and I love that exchange. I love their exchange, man. He's like, you know, get your house in order, LaRusso, and I'm right here, man. You know, I love that, you know. I'm right here. So, because uh, Daniel comes to comes to the dojo because he found out from Kyler, right? He, he Kyler yeah. told him. So, Kyler's trying to get with his daughter in this episode with Samantha and uh, Daniel invites him over to the house and he's feeding him uh, sushi. Kyler doesn't eat sushi. He thinks fish sticks are dope. By the way, Isabella laughed at that. So she, she liked that fish sticks are dope comment. But anyways, and so he says, well, what happened with the fight? What happened, you know, to your face? How did you get that? And Kyler says that some homeless guy beat him up and, you know, he started doing karate and Daniel automatically, you know, connects that to Johnny. And so he goes and confronts Johnny and again, that's just that's just a great scene, you know, because, you know, uh, again, you know, Johnny and Daniel just have great chemistry. So what did you take from that scene, man? What did you what did you get from that? Let me let me give you two uh, connections. To okay. the movie, just from that scene. All right. Well, number one, when Johnny's I mean, when Daniel's talking to Kyler. Yeah. And um, he says, how'd you get that shiner? And and, you know, Kyler says something about wrestling. And buying and then, buying protein uh, bars or something. <laughs> yeah, and then um, and then Daniel said, "Is that how you hurt your hand?" <laughs> if you remember in the original Karate Kid, when Miyagi goes to fix Daniel's faucet and he's practicing kar- uh, karate by yeah, the yeah. book, yeah, and Miyagi asks him, "What happened, I?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to do this. Yeah, no, you're good, you're good. <laughs> and then and then Daniel says, "Oh, I fell off my bike." Yeah, yeah. And uh, and Miyagi says, "Well, how come you didn't hurt your hand?" Ah, so see, <laughs> dude. Oh, I didn't even think about that, bro. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Okay. And, and here's another one. This one got me. Yeah. On this episode, okay. or on that scene specifically. Yeah. Now, after Daniel leaves, he goes in his car, right, and turns on the lights and the shine into the dojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and the camera goes to Johnny. And you see Daniel shake his head kind of like, you know, in dis- not in disgust, but just like in disappointment, frustration. Yeah. And you see Jan and you see Johnny smile. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Smile. Do you remember when Daniel is having dinner with his mom at that restaurant and he goes to check out the Cobra Kai dojo? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Daniel starts to sit down and he's looking at them train and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then Johnny's warming them up. And when they bow, <laughs> they see each other, they see each other. And Daniel right away does the, yeah, yeah, you know, like oh my god, you again. And then Johnny just does this, 
He just does a <laughs> smile, right? He just a smile. So another one like oh, that. Oh, <laughs> well, look at that, bro. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So, so I'm just like, wow. See, that's the brilliance of the writing, man. Exactly. It's like only they can incorporate, like fans of the show can incorporate they that can, type of material. Yeah. yeah, for sure. They can remember that. But no, that's, that's a great scene. Again, I like it. I'm right here, man. You know, like Johnny's yeah. about business, you know, Daniel's he still trying to deal. like, you know, trying to be all, you know, he, he comes in hard, but at the end of the day, he won't really fight. And Johnny's like, look, man, I'm right here. So, and I like when he said, your daughter's friends. Yeah, that makes sense. Nice company she keeps. What the hell's that supposed to mean? It means those friends of hers were wailing on a kid half their size. And maybe you don't know your daughter as well as you think you do. Get your house in order, LaRusso. Who the hell do you think you're talking to? Bathroom's clean. Yeah, is there anything else you need me to do? I'm sorry, Sensei. I... Sensei? Really? Oh my God, kid, I don't know what he's told you, but you shouldn't believe a word this guy says or you're gonna end up exactly like him. You and I, this, we aren't done. I'm right here, man. What uh, what quotes do you like from this from this episode? Uh, let me see here. Oh, oh, it's just the one uh, where Dan, like the very ending. That's the one that I had. Is you and I, this we aren't done yet. Yeah. And then okay. Johnny says, "I'm right here, man." It's, yeah. So it's like he, it's like the war just got started. Yeah. You know? Okay. Like the rivalry just sparked back up. Like, yeah. The, the lines have been drawn in the sand. Yeah, and like like it never so, ended, though, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Like it never ended. Like they're just picking up where they left off. So yeah, again, it's just the chemistry that they can still yeah. pretty much find a way to annoy each other yeah. and <laughs> be ready to fight. I yeah. mean, they're like a thorn in each other's side. Exactly. <laughs> like each other's exactly. Poison. So a couple of ones that I got, I like. Um, from from now on, you won't listen to your guidance counselor anymore, because <laughs> he talks yeah. about, hey, aren't you doing a, aren't you genderizing? He's like, Johnny's like, man, I'm not gonna hear that. So from now on, you're not gonna listen to your guidance counselor. Uh, I like when that guy came in and he said, who's that? And Johnny was like, that's just some illegal I picked up. <laughs> so again, there there there's Johnny, right? Now just again, this show, man. And no again, filter. it's it's okay to laugh about it, especially us, yeah. man. I mean, we're we're Latino, man, so we we know, man. We've heard those jokes before and stuff. So right. hearing Johnny say that, man, that was, that was pretty funny. Um, I like. Um, oh yeah, I also like when the guy was like, uh, "Is that a cool cool? Uh, what's he say? Cool uh, rattlesnake, rattlesnake or something?" He's like, "It's a cobra." He's like, "Oh, that's right, Cobra K." Cobra K. And the face Johnny <laughs> makes, man, the face Johnny makes is just. <laughs> I'm telling you, Zapka, Zapka's killing it, man, through these first two episodes. And then uh, another one that I wrote down, I like when he says, man, get some Guns N' Roses. And uh, Miguel's like, what's Guns N' Roses? And Daniel's like, I'm going to pretend. I mean, I'm sorry. Johnny's like, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. So I didn't hear that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> man. I'm telling you, these kids, you know, you tell them about Guns N' Roses, they won't they won't know who that is, man. So yeah. Uh, what other uh, connections do you have to, to, to the Karate Kid movies? Uh, just those three, which I think we, we touched on, you know, when he says the Cobra Kai monologue, mm-hmm. you know, we do not train to be merciful. <laughs> Mercy is for the weak. It's the exact same thing that Chris was saying to Johnny when uh, Miyagi and Daniel walk into the Jojo. Yeah. And he says, what is the problem, Mr. Lawrence? Yeah. But in, in one of the scenes, he says, what is the problem, Mr. Diaz? Oh, okay. So, See, I didn't get that, really. <laughs> okay, cool. 
you know, it's like the Cobra Kai monologue. You know, yeah. you train, you're trained to be merciful. Man confronts you, he is enemy, and he deserves no mercy. Yeah, problem? and what's crazy is that, you know, uh, so so talking about that real quick, remember when he, when Johnny, when Daniel tells him, why would you ever want to open up Cobra Kai after what Kreese did to you? And, and Johnny's like, I'm not Kreese. But yet... Everything he says is is what Chris taught him, so that's that's interesting right. right there. Which you know we'll get to as we continue, you know, talking about the the rest of the episodes. I also like this man. Um, I, I just jotted it down because this is the first episode where they actually, you know, uh, mention Miyagi. You know, where he has that flashback, where because he he wants to know how to be a good father, right? And so, cause, and you've touched on this man, so it, it's it's going to fit in with what you touched about about the father figure. So. You know, he wants to be a good dad to Sam. His wife is like, look, you're just going to drive her away if you keep acting like that. And then he goes into that little room and he sees a picture of Miyagi and he says, you know, I really wish, you know, you could, you know, you were right here to to, to help me, you know, give me some of the wisdom. Exactly. And then it flashes back to, to, you know, him training Sam as a little girl. And yet, yeah. so let's talk, yeah, let's talk about this real quick, you know, because you said you didn't want to talk about, you, no, not that you didn't want to talk about it, but. But I thought about it when I was watching that scene. So he's training his little girl in karate. She's probably like 11, 12 years old. But now she's 16, you know, she wants to be with her friends. And that's just the way of life, man. And that's something that that I'm going to I'm a couple years away from that, bro. You, you still got you still got a couple years <laughs> to wait. But I'm I'm about two or three years yeah. away from where Isabella is going to want to be with her friends more than she's going to want to be with me. But that's just the way it is. But I like what you said, you know, a little bit a while ago where. It's just about building that trust, trust with our kids and with our daughters. Yeah, it's, it goes back to you know something I heard Kurt Warner say. You know, the best investment you can give is time. So yeah. you know, whatever time you have, you know, investing in spending time with your kids. So. For sure. Because, like you said, yeah, eventually they're gonna grow up and you're gonna have to get out of the way, man. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know? For sure. All right, brother. So let's get into episode three. So Esqueleto. So Esqueleto. Yeah, and I like it. So that Esqueleto is the Spanish word for skeleton. And, and we're going to talk about why they titled that episode Esqueleto. So favorite scenes to you in episode three. The opening scene, man. This one kind of hit close to home a little. Okay. You know, uh, when Carmen arrives home late from work and she asks Miguel, uh, about what costume he wanted for, you know, uh, for the Halloween dance. And Miguel very modestly kind of says, you know, he was thinking about Deadpool, but it's a little pricey. Yeah. And so I just like that humble, modest part of his character right there. Yeah, okay. Which, you know, us growing up and, you know, I mean, we, we, we know each other. So yeah, yeah, for know, sure. We come, we come up from similar, you know, upbringings, similar yeah. household you know, humble, humble, hu- humble upbringings, brother. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to say so, the least. Right. So I just, you know, I just really, you know, relate, you know, like I, there was stuff as kids that I probably wanted and, you know, I didn't want to burden my mother or my dad with, with the price of it. So, you know, I, I didn't ask though, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, cause that just wasn't how it worked in my household. Yeah, and it's kind of like, we but knew, yeah, we no. knew not to ask either. Right. Right, yeah, yeah, we knew not to ask because we already knew the answer. <laughs> exactly. Why be disappointed, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, just like that, I guess that, uh, you know, again, go ties back to relationship with uh, Mikel and his mom. And, 
even Miguel's mom goes out of her, out of her way saying, you know, if you want a Deadpool costume, we'll get you a Deadpool costume. Yeah, exactly. Costume. So I just, you know, like I said, there was times where it just brought me back to the childhood. Man. Okay, that's know? cool, man. It's just like, you know, it's like, God, there was stuff I wanted, but I never asked my mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, for various reasons. Yeah, I like the opening yeah. scene, too. I like it, you know, just because you see him getting lost in, in, in something, right? You see him getting lost in karate. You know, so he's practicing the first scene. He's practicing in his room. And, man, you know, I, I can remember when I was, you know, 13, 14 years old. And I've talked about it on the podcast before when I was just writing, you know, I was just writing music and writing lyrics and, and writing rap songs. So once you find something that, that you love or that you enjoy doing, you know, at 13, 14 years old, when you really love it, you, you'll you'll spend time doing it. And so obviously Miguel... Miguel's, you know, found something that he enjoys doing, which is karate. And so he's practicing it. And that's that's how, you know, even with kids, you know, I see it with my daughter, man, like she loves soccer. And, and what I love is that I don't have to push her to do it. Like she'll go outside and that's just start great. kicking it. Yeah. She'll start kicking a soccer ball. And so that's what stood out to me about that scene. And then the grandma, man, making pepian, you know, so pepian is something <laughs> that's, you know, Guatemalans make it. So I was like, okay, I love that scene too. So, uh, what what else? What other scenes stood out to you? Uh, about uh, Johnny advertising <laughs> the day that Johnny after the after Johnny spends the entire day trying to advertise, basically trying to go door to door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> advertise the dojo, and he's just like gets a what is it a wake up call yeah. for the twenty first century? <laughs> exactly and he's just like arrives at the dojo and then you know miguel shows him the website created study hall and he just he hears the ringtone yeah miguel's ringtone yeah and and it's um oh is it round and round by rat okay okay cool <laughs> yeah and you know again it just starts building their bond and their chemistry together or not their chemistry but just their bond starts growing you could see them like kind of building a strong relationship yeah it really yeah. lifted johnny's spirit man because like you said he was defeated right he he's he goes to try to talk to those two guys playing basketball he's like hey man you want to learn how to pick up those girls Girl learn hand. karate learn karate right like that's gonna get <laughs> <Yeah>. girls right <laughs> like i've never seen a dude i've never seen a dude do karate at a bar you know what i'm saying to pick up a girl so uh but johnny's right. still living in that world right and yet mm-hmm. you know so yeah he is defeated right he is defeated doesn't want to train and yet uh, Miguel, you know, like you said, bro, he he shows him the web page. He, he plays the music. He has ringtone that music on his ringtone, so that really energizes. So that's cool, man, because I had put that as well. What else do you got? Yeah, it's just when Miguel <laughs> walks into the Halloween dance with the skeleton. Yeah, and Daniel sees him like for the first time, uh-huh. and automatically all the flashbacks. <laughs> and, you, and you know, we've joked around so much about the Halloween dance in the original. <laughs> exactly. And when Daniel gets his butt kicked, man, because you're right, he's like, he's had enough. I'll decide when he's had enough. <laughs> when he's had enough, right. And then you got Judge jumping. <laughs> he can barely stand, man. That old mean squat. squat. <laughs> oh, God. So yeah, he remembers yeah, that. That was pretty cool, yeah. Because even that, right? What did Johnny say? That Cobra Kai has a reputation to hold. So that was pretty right. cool, right? Cobra Kai has a reputation to hold. You're not gonna go in that poor man's costume, right? Because all it was was like a like a curtain, right? A curtain with holes like in it. Curtain. You know, that's what the mom and grandma were able to make for Miguel. So in this scene, guys, uh, Miguel wants to go to the Halloween party again. As Jose talked about at the beginning, 
he wanted a Deadpool costume. Deadpool costume was very expensive, so his mom and grandma made him a costume. And basically, it was a curtain with two holes cut out in the eyes. So, you know, Johnny was like, "No, nah, we're not going for that. That's a poor man's costume." So he gave him the skeleton costume, okay. like the original in Karate Kid One. Yeah, I like when uh, he's passing out. And again, Isabel thought this was funny, so he was putting the flyers in the school. I don't know why she yeah. thought that was funny. I should have asked her, but she kept laughing about that. But I like when he told those two, those two, uh, uh, that guy and the girl that were making out. He's like, "Look, yes. check out this flyer: www. period Cobra Kai. period C O M all lowercase." So Johnny's just man. He's still stuck, man. He's still stuck in the '80s. So that yeah. was pretty funny. So what else do you got from from this episode? This was kind of it was a short episode. I will say this. So it was, yeah. Um, Nothing. Um, I mean, what else did you get from it? What other scene? I, I like the last scene. I like the last scene. You know, when when uh, Miguel, uh, he he tries to use his karate. He stands up for for Johnny, right? Because he's like, oh, you got some, you got a sensei now, ooh, you know, and and he's like, he's not a bum. He's my sensei or whatever. And and he tries to use his karate, but he gets his butt kicked. Um, but right. I, I like that scene because again, like you said, you mentioned this at the beginning. You know, there are some episodes that are just designed like a cliffhanger. So you want to see, you know, what what you want to see what's next, because it ends with Johnny seeing Miguel all beat up, you know, in, in the gym, uh, in the gym restroom. Yeah. And, you know, one of the I think we kind of touched on it, too, is, you know, again, another encounter between Johnny and Daniel yeah. and where Daniel tells him, you know, I, I don't know why you want to bring Cobra Kai back after what um what crease did yeah and and <laughs> oh that's what okay yeah so i jumped ahead yeah. my bad so yeah that's when he was no, 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 he, he was past he was passing out the flyers that's right yeah and he one of the quotes i have <laughs> on here was let me see what do you do what do you think you're doing promoting my business why don't you mind your yeah horse? i like that <laughs> i like that <laughs> yeah i'm sorry yeah what do you think oh, you're doing man. promoting my business you should mind yours yours but yeah but yeah back to the to touch back to you know he said the lessons work and i'm not creased yeah which is something that's definitely gonna you know be displayed throughout the rest of the season it's just like what i one of the the things that I've noticed is about the show is you really see, I guess, in a way, the positive side or the benefits of Cobra Kai. Yeah. I mean, season two kind of goes in a different direction. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, not a different direction, but it. I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, new, char- new characters get in and yeah. other things happen. But yeah, you just really get to see, you know, the what positives Cobra Kai can bring. So it's not just all negatives. Yeah, and we're going to see... That's what, Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's, you know, what Johnny tries to do in this season. And that's, you know, another way why he's one of the great, one of the best characters of the show. Yeah, just, for sure. He's the he's the main star. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And I and I think, you know, um, and we're going to talk about this, um, I know, in, in, in other episodes, but I think, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, there's there's good to karate. There's good to finding something, an outlet, right? an outlet like karate or, or an outlet like football or outlet like music or art or something. Right. And so for Johnny, it was his outlet. Now in future episodes, it's going to reveal, you know, kind of his, his life. Right. And you touched on it, you know, when Miguel opened up about not having a dad that touched Johnny. Yeah. So, you know, even, even though it's not the, the script 
or the dialogue isn't saying it, we know that affects Johnny in some way. And we know because of, of the encounter with Sid in episode one, right? Where Sid was like, you know, he was a stepfather. And so where was Johnny's father at, right? And so that's that's a question, right? So why did he have a stepfather? Where was, this, where was his real father, right? And so, uh, yeah, definitely, man. There's some good to Cobra Kai. There's some good to to finding an outlet. And that's what Johnny wants to show. He doesn't want the negative that that crease had or or that type of mentality right that sweep the leg kill you know and just you know just <laughs> like always at war <laughs> always at war and just mess people up and, and mess up yeah. knees and stuff so that's good man <laughs> okay so here's a foreshadowing not a foreshadowing i'm sorry but a connection a connection to uh karate kid one so remember when when daniel was getting beat up right and, and at, after the halloween party they were inside a fence well, do you see that when Kyler and his boys messed up Miguel, they closed the fence? They closed the fence in the gym, in the in the gym bathroom. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yes. they closed okay, it. Yeah, they closed it, and they just started messing him up. So I was like, "Oh, look at that!" Just like yeah. Daniel got beat up. Because if you think about it, the Daniel Larusso in this up in this not episode in this series in Cobra Kai is Miguel. Miguel right. is a kid yeah. that's getting bullied. Miguel's a kid without a father. Daniel didn't have a father, you know, and so Miguel's the one who, who seeks out a mentor, just like Daniel sought out Miyagi as a mentor. Yeah, so exactly. there are the similarities there, right? The only thing is that you got Cobra Kai, you don't have Miyagi, you know? So, yeah. So <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh, look, they closed the, because, you know, they strategically did that. They closed the 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 fence in the, the restroom fence, yeah. so it can look just like when Daniel was getting beat up. And it started off in the bathroom, which is... Oh, and it started off in the bathroom. <laughs> the bathroom. Look at that. Okay. Yeah. And that's where <laughs> Daniel put the hose over Johnny. Yeah. The bathroom. So, For I'm telling sure. you, man. All right, man. So, let's, let's go ahead and, and, and finish off, man, with... Because uh, you can't you believe it's already been an hour. It's crazy, man. But that's, that's all good. It's all good. So, we're going to finish off... Um, Let's finish off with uh, lessons learned, and then we'll do the top three characters from the first three episodes. So, lessons learned. What do you have, man? I have one thing, and you, and again, if you already mentioned it, it's okay. If you want to expound on it, you can. Um, well, one of the main lessons that I, I got from episode one was, and again, this is just my interpretation, is just you have the power to turn your situation around. Okay. So, you know, Johnny was down on his luck. We've mentioned that and you know in an instant at the end of the episode cleans up you know cashes the money that or, or cashes the check that Sid gave him and opens up the dojo mm -hmm. in an instant like that yeah you know so that was one that I got and um, I'll just do one from each episode that okay um, cool cool so that was from episode one that's the one that the main takeaway I took mm -hmm. away from that one and um the one I liked in episode two is if one area of your lack, if one area of your life is lacking, you can still make an impact. And where I'm going with that is in episode two, we see Robbie for a little bit. Yeah. He has a small. Yeah. Scene. We didn't even mention him, but yeah, yeah, no doubt. Cause that was a and, funny scene, the whole Molly and like, Hey, you know, Hey, uh, we cut your son with Molly. Is that the chick he's hooking up with? Like, no, Molly, the drug. <laughs> But obviously they have no no relationship, yeah. and you can tell the animosity. So, you know, you, in real life, I'm you know you could easily say Johnny 
would love to be a better father. Yeah, for sure. It's not working out in that part of his life. Yeah. But on the other side, he has Miguel, who he's a mentor, who's making he's making an impact. Yeah. In his life. Yeah. So it just that's just stuck out to me. Like, yeah, one area of your life, okay, you're not doing well. Okay. It's not working. Yeah. You know, but you're still making an impact over here. That's good, man. I like that. I like that. I didn't see it like that. That's good. I like that. Heck yeah. Yeah. And then on the third episode, let's see. It's just kind of, this is kind of cliche here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, when life knocks you down, you can choose to get back up. And this goes back to the scene that we were just discussing. Yeah. When he got beat up like in the um in the bathroom by mm-hmm. Tyler and the bullies yeah. Miguel did. Yeah. And you know, he could have easily just given up, man. Yeah. You know, he's like what I'm taking karate and I, I still got beat up, yeah. you know, but no, it, he used that to, you know, what's the word? Not persevere, but just, he used that as a springboard to just keep on going, yeah. to keep on training, to keep on working. And for sure it works out for him in the later episodes. Yeah, for sure. You know yeah. I mean? We're going to, we're going to, yeah, we're going to see that in episodes four through six. So that's what we'll talk about next. And I'll just so, say yeah, that. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I'll just say the, the lesson that I got, and, I, you know, those are all good, man, what you mentioned. Especially, I like, I like what you said, that, yeah, if one area of your life isn't right, you can still make another, a difference in another area, man. Because I think we, as as humans, man, we chase perfection, and that's just not possible, man. And, and not to say that if there's an area of your life that you're lacking in that you shouldn't want improvement in, but you shouldn't wait till you're till you feel you're good in every area to make a difference, man. You should make an area wherever you're placed at. So if there's a Miguel in your life, you know, that, that, you know, you've been given to make a difference in their life and then do it, you know? And so I really like that one, man. That's awesome. I'll say the one that stood out to me and it's kind of, it's, it goes from, from episode one. I just love the, the, the speech, right. That, you know, Chappie gave, right. That God doesn't give people things he doesn't want them to use. And he gave you the touch. Absolutely. It's a power, right? It's a power you have inside. So that's, to me, is what really sparked Johnny, right? He, he finally got to the point where he was fed up. And he's like, look, man, you know, God gave me this gift. I got to do something with it. And it's not until you get to that point where you're tired, where you're just fed up. And you're like, look, I have to do something different. Because obviously what I've been doing for the last 10 years hasn't been working. Or what I've been doing for the last... Five years hasn't been working. So when you get to that point and you say, you know what? Hey, there's something inside that God has given me. I have to put that to use because if I don't, then, man, it was just given to me in vain. So I, I love that aspect of it. And I truly believe in, and you know this, Monty, you've been you've been a loyal listener, man, of the podcast. That's one thing that I stress. I truly believe sure. that we all, we all have gifts and talents and, and that God gave us those gifts and talents. But, man, they, they're of no use if we don't put them to put them to work man so that's what i got from from the first three episodes man yeah absolutely and you know we need it man i you've mentioned it before on, on your podcast on your podcast you know we all need that mental gym or that mental health yeah man, where we got to have some type of you know motivation or push man because otherwise you get complacent for and, sure you know, you just stand still and life goes by before you know it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, for sure. yeah, man, listening to your podcast, that's, that's my mental health. You Thanks, just keep man. Pushing, man. Thanks, man. To, to not just, 
you know, like, oh, something goes wrong. Uh, oh, well, I tried. Oh, yeah. Man, keep on going. Keep Find on, another way. Keep on pushing. That's right, bro. And yeah, yeah man, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, like I said, I'm glad I'm able to do this. And even within this, though, I think, I think even with this, people can find some, some sort of inspiration, some sort of, some sort of relief, right? Just an escape, right. you know, in a way just, oh, you know, he said this. Okay. That's, oh, Jose mentioned that. Okay. You know, and man, there's motivation everywhere, man. So you oh, just shoot. have to be open to it. All right. Yeah. So top three characters for you, man, from these first three episodes. Top three characters. Uh, kind of the obvious choice. William Zabka. Johnny, number one, he's, man. William Zabka, number, number one. one. Definitely. He's, he killed it. He's, he's killing it through these first three episodes. He is, to put it in layman's terms, or he is the B.A. Mr. Miyagi. Okay. All right. <laughs> for sure. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the show is basically centered around him. Yeah. He's the anti-hero. Brings the old school to the modern world, man. Yeah, for <laughs> you know? sure. So, so definitely Johnny. Uh, number two, I would have to say, you know, Cholo Maridueña. Yeah. You know, he's a great Latino actor. Kind of almost resembles <laughs> Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. the Daniel. We touched on it earlier. He's a Daniel LaRusso character. Yeah. And, you know, almost kind of looks like him. His build and everything. For the sure. Hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just enjoy watching this character grow. In yeah, so Miguel, right? So we got, we got Johnny Lawrence. We got Miguel. Diaz, right? And who, yeah, who else yeah, you got? Yeah. And I agree with you for those two, so I'm not even gonna say I agree. Those <laughs> those those two are the top. So who do you got for number three? And um the third one I have Mary Mauser, Sam LaRusso. Really? Just, okay. Yeah. I didn't I, I didn't want to just go with the obvious and just say Daniel, you know, you know Daniel yeah. and Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> no, I went with Mary Mauser. I just like how genuine her character is. She's a protagonist, man. Okay. With some of the things we didn't get around to touch to is about the bullying aspect and the cyberbullying that occurs okay. in some of the episodes. And, you know, especially with Aisha. Yeah. And Sam always stays true to her, you know, like true to herself and doesn't neglect. Like she doesn't change just because she has new friends. She doesn't change who she is uh-huh. and who her friends were from the get go. So okay. that's just something i liked about her character she's headstrong in a non-aggressive way all right man i was gonna give it to daniel but you know what you swayed me man yeah for sure for sure mary mauser who plays samantha larusso daniel's daughter that's exactly what jose said you know she um she she she's stuck right bro and i think that's how a lot of teenagers sometimes are they know um they know they shouldn't be mean but they want to be with the popular kids but yet they have friends who may not be that popular and again, like I was telling you, I was watching it with Isabella today and, you know, obviously she saw those scenes and I'm like, you see that, you know, you're not supposed to be mean like that. You know, you see that how that right. girl's making fun of her. So those are, that, that's good, man. I'm glad you saw, I'm, I was swayed, man. I was going to go LaRusso for number three, but yeah, I think Mary <laughs> Mauser, uh, Samantha LaRusso, great character, great likable character. And, yes. and, and I like her, um, I like her, what, what do you say? I, I guess you could say innocence, man. In in a way, it's innocent. It's still uh, it's still genuine, and, and she's still, um, she's got that that kind spirit. There we go. She's got that kind spirit. Right, yeah. You know, she's got that kind spirit. But yet, it's relatable because she also has friends who may not want to be kind to other people. So she's stuck in between. Like, okay, what should I do? Right, yeah. Which we'll we'll see in, in in future episodes how that plays out. Right. Absolutely. And so, yeah, just, you know, I, like I said, I didn't want to go <laughs> with your traditional character. Yeah, yeah. Not like I wanted that. to bring in, you know, the new characters just to kind of 
you know, give, you know, people, I guess, an insight of, hey, there's others besides Johnny and Daniel. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And and I'll but, say, you know, but, to, to me, like, uh, I like Sid. I think Sid in his little scene, he did good. You know, Sid killed <laughs> oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, scene. he plays yeah. a great character. Yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, but other, other than that, man, it's a great show. I mean, once you, if you like the, even if you don't like the originals. Even you if know, you haven't watched it, I think you can get into it. Yeah, you yeah. can definitely get into it. You can definitely relate. And, you know, I'm just like you, like you are ready for season three, man. I yeah, can't for sure. Hold it. All right, brother. Just wait. Heck yeah. Well, <laughs> let's, let's see about, we're going to, let's see if we can link up again next week and talk about episodes four, five, and six, man. Absolutely. All yeah. right. Sounds good, yeah, man. man. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast, brother. How was it? My pleasure, man. How was it? You good? It was great, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you got the first one out the way, bro. So you'll be good for the next know, one, man. Right? Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. All right, brother. Thanks so much, yeah. man. Whatever happened, I know you must be real scared. Right now, you're probably filled with all the doubts in the world. But I'm going to tell you something, Doug. God doesn't give people things he doesn't want them to use. And he gave you the touch. It's a power you have inside of you. Down there where you keep your guts, boy. It's all you need to blast your way in and get back what they took from you. That about wraps up another episode of Mission Driven with AC Crystallis. I know that this show was a little bit different than what you're accustomed to hearing, but I'm hoping that if you made it this far, you listened and you heard something that motivated you, inspired you, gave you some hope, gave you some wisdom as you journey on your personal and professional journey of success. So until next time, you guys know the drill. I wish you nothing but faith, hope, and love. Peace.